This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, Brian, you mentioned there that they will always find the right guys to play within their scheme. One of the criticisms that has been leveled against the Dallas Cowboys in recent history is, have they always found the right guys in terms of off the field, in terms of football character, particularly in that second round uh, where they love to pick the blue star special, the medically flagged or character flagged player that kind of slipped to them a little bit in the second round. Sometimes those have worked out great. Uh, Sean Lee is an example of that. Uh, Even a guy like Bruce Carter did some good things for you here in Dallas uh, as a flag player. The last character flag that maybe slipped to you a little uh, where there were questions, uh, maybe Demarcus Lawrence, a guy who had slipped a little bit for some questions coming out of Boise State that he's answered correctly. But otherwise, you've had some bad luck with this, and it was well, on what display about, again. What about Kelvin Joseph? Oh, Kelvin Joseph is the most recent example. The most of recent it. one, if you want to think about uh, guys that had the most question marks uh, about yeah. their off the field stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that you got to remember. Think of some of the guys that they've dealt with in recent years uh, or had questions about. Dak Prescott had the drunk driving incident ahead of the draft. That was something that some people wondered if it pushed him to the back end of the fourth. Um, you had the Kelvin Joseph pick. A lot of questions about Kelvin Joseph. Lyle Collins. They had to do a lot of investigation in Lyle Collins when there were questions about was he potentially involved in in a potential murder, um, which he was not. It was something that he was cleared of. Um, but these, these sorts of questions that have existed about players, with all of those questions that have existed, Brian, I know that with Sam Williams, as somebody put it to me uh, with the team, they said that over the last decade, any player that's been on the Cowboys board, they did not, they, they haven't spent more time or resources on investigating a player's background than Sam Williams. And Sam Williams, the second round pick out of Ole Miss last year, who had a really strong rookie season, I think, especially for a pass rusher where the learning curve can be a little steep sometimes. Uh, he was a good player for you last year, and he's looked good out here during these practices and during these preseason games. He, on Sunday, gets arrested on their return to Frisco. The charge was unlawful possession of a gun. 
And he also had possession of a controlled substance, which is rumored or reported. I'm not sure which one yet. I think it's just, I think it has been officially reported that he had concentrated THC. So it wasn't exactly marijuana. It's probably THC in a vape pen, but. Is uh, the, pen, the pen's the biggest problem, right? The pen the, is a problem the, the because pen, that's a controlled substance. Problem. Yeah, that's a controlled substance. The, that is a yeah. state. That is a, uh, I believe the term for it is state jail felony. Um, and so that's a felony. And the possession of the gun, then when coupled with that, makes the possession of the firearm unlawful. So I think the gun's the least of his problems. Well, there's yeah, and I mean he was in the going state on. of Texas. That is well, yeah. Unless until you couple it with the vape, yeah. that's when you've yeah. got the problem. But yeah. these couple of issues here for Sam Williams, and this is something that we talked about with the fight. You remember I said last week when we talked about the Sam Williams fight, I said that I think the thing that's probably teams recognize scraps happen, these fights happen. They don't always love them, but they occur. That's one of the guys they don't want, like unable to settle down like like they don't want to see him out there just go and take off the pads let's go like once the fight's kind of dispersed that's the last guy who needs to be doing it and for reasons like this they had a ton of questions about him coming out and this is just a continuation i think of maturation questions and frankly just come on be be smarter dude like i think that's the way the cowboys feel about it Jerry Jones seemed a little flippant about it, talking to reporters yesterday. In fact, last year, Sam Williams went 98 miles per hour, and this stop, he was pulled over going 66. And so Jerry's comment on it was, well, that's improvement. Uh, You know, we're 32 miles per hour slower. So I guess by next year, Sam Williams will be driving 34 miles per hour. Uh, But Brian, your just overall thoughts on, on what it's like being in a front office, dealing with things like this as they come in, and just going like, man, what a knucklehead. And two how the Cowboys approach this. Like, is this something that when you're in an NFL front office, do you just kind of go like, ah, you idiot, you got caught? Or is it is it a signal for a larger concern usually? Well, you never want your players to be arrested. That's yeah. one thing. Uh, the fact that you talked about all the legwork that they did on Sam while he was in uh, Oxford, Mississippi, shows you how much they – uh, value the player and there's a lot of things you will put up f- with when the player's really really good but there also comes a responsibility where you have to be very mindful of where you're at you know remember very early Ezekiel Elliott you know we were all kind of in that mode where well man he ain't gonna last this contract you know, he, he's, he's oh, something. There were there were yeah, both publicly yeah. and privately Ezekiel oh Elliott. For those of you that yeah. don't know, Ezekiel Elliott was a pain in the ass for this football team the first three years he was here. There's no question, and there was there was like this guy is going to this guy is going to off the field himself off this team is what's going to happen. And things turned around for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, he figured out that like okay, if I'm gonna I understand the spotlight. You know, he went to a big time school at Ohio State, and there's a lot of things they got away with there during their Urban Meyer administration. You know that we're learning about. Had to grow but up a little. He had to grow up a little, and I think the Cowboys are probably thinking the same thing about Sam Williams right now. That there's going to be times where, you know, like Sam, listen, we can't have this happen every year. We can't have you a driving uh, a high rate of speed. B, carrying a, a, a gun, and C, you know, carrying, you know, drugs, you know, and that's where I think that, or drug paraphernalia, whatever you want to call it, 
Uh, but you know, there, there comes a time where you do have to grow up or they're going to have to move on or the law will take it into their hands or the NFL. See, you never want to put your future in the hands of the NFL. You yeah. just don't. You just don't. Anything that goes up there to New York and goes through that office, potentially, you know, look what they did to you know, these guys with the gambling stuff. You know, year suspension. Calvin Ridley. You know, year suspension. You know, you don't. You do just do not want to put your future in the hands of the NFL because they will find a way to come down on you in a way that hurts your pocketbook. You know, and hurts your reputation for you know future things. And so I, I hope that Sam grows up. He, you're right. There was no player last year that did it, it was very reminiscent of what we used to see with David Irving and remember oh, yeah. how remember how David Irving would play like minimal snaps and come up with three tackles for loss or cause a fumble or get a sack you know it, it was amazing that type of ability that he had in order to make plays but do it in a minimum amount of reps. Yeah. And Sam Williams, you were hopeful, you know, with what's going on. I mean, there's whispers, and I'm saying this is only whispers, you know, would the Cowboys move on from Dorrance Armstrong? You know, but with what they have, with Fowler and, and you know, and, and others, would they move on? Would they try and move on from Dorrance Armstrong? And would Dorrance Armstrong welcome a trade? You know, with Dorrance Armstrong, who probably thinks, hey, I'm not getting paid enough here. You know, maybe I maybe I need to go somewhere else. And, you know, so now you're now Dorrance Armstrong is really back in play because maybe you can't trust Sam Williams completely uh, to do the job. But there there are whispers about moving on from Dorrance Armstrong. Again, guys and gals, only whispers, things that you hear. Nothing, you know, coming from the Dallas Cowboys as far as, oh, yeah, we're trying to, you know, put Dorrance Armstrong out there. They're, they're just people in league circles that are kind of feeling that maybe Dorrance Armstrong is a guy you could go trade for. So we'll see if uh, – and it, but they might, have to, they might have to circle back the Cowboys if the Sam Williams thing, you know, doesn't get better. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, other news coming out of the star this week. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is going to wait his turn once again <laughs> for the ring of honor. Just before we get into the mailbag here, DeMarcus Ware, who was enshrined in the pro football hall of fame just recently is going up in the ring of honor. Just DeMarcus Ware. Uh, when Jerry was asked about that on uh, Wednesday, he, 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 he did some gymnastics to try and tell you why Jimmy's still not in there and, and even tried to say, well, look, I might put Micah Parsons in there like soon. Like, you know, you don't know what I might do. OK, guys. And so uh, that's where we're at. With that. But DeMarcus Ware, uh, totally deserving going up there. Are you at all surprised uh, that Jerry didn't put his triplets up there, that it wasn't a DeMarcus Ware, Tony Romo, Jason Witten 
collective going in? Or do you think he just viewed it as, look, that's defensive side of the ball. Maybe I'll put Witten and Romo in together, maybe, uh, if I so choose to do that. But DeMarcus Ware is a standalone player. That's the the guy I want to put in here. I kind of feel like, though, that to me, with this Ring of Honor thing, I think it honestly needs to be an individual thing. I think it's such a great honor to – the thing that's kind of disappointing is that DeMarcus Ware, for as great a player as he is, now his entering the Ring of Honor comes at questions with Jimmy Johnson involved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, now it's like instead of like celebrating DeMarcus Ware like it needs to be celebrated, it turns into immediately, well, why aren't you putting Jimmy Johnson in? You know, and yeah. now DeMarcus is, yes, it's a, but I personally feel like the Cowboys need to do it on individual basis. I don't feel like putting multiple guys in because it, it, it's such an exclusive group. It's such an exclusive group, and I, I wouldn't want to be everybody else up there up here. I mean, I, I th- I'm trying to think if there's been any multiple guys that have gone in. I think Gil Brandt had his own. I think Darren Woodson had his own. Drew Darren Pierce, did have his own. Jared, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Drew Pearson, I think, had his own. Triplets went in together, of course. See, that's yeah, that's that to me is kind of. You know, I mean, uh, you know, though, yeah, you're going in the ring of honor. It's a great deal. I mean, you know me. I have my issues with with Charles Haley because I'm a big fan of what Harvey Martin did with this organization, you know, before 1989 when the Jones family purchased the team. You know, and that's another fight for another day. But uh, I, think, I think the thing – I'm just saying this, and I said it on the radio yesterday on 105.3, the fan on the G-Bag Nation – I don't think this bothers Jimmy Johnson. I don't. I think the most important thing for Jimmy Johnson was he got into the Hall of Fame. You know, and he had a very let's let's be honest, he had a very limited NFL coaching career. Very limited. Almost I, like I, John, almost like John Madden. Yeah, know? very similar, very similar. Now, I very just similar add, with John Madden, but that I do want I do want to add one note really quickly before you finish your point. I think what mattered to Jimmy he already got, which was not just the Hall of Fame, but the fact that last year, two years ago, whenever it was that he won in the Hall of Fame, that he got a chance to stand in front of the fan base at halftime. Like I think no it was question. big. To, I think that yeah. I think that was big to him. Just I, I, yeah. Ring of Honor's nice, but I think the fact that he got a chance to step back into the yeah. stadium and talk to Cowboys fans as a member of the Cowboys being honored. I think that's all he wanted. He got a chance to scream, how about them Cowboys, to 90,000 fans at AT&T yeah. Stadium. That yeah. was what he wanted, and he got that. No, absolutely. And one of the biggest ovations you've ever heard in that stadium was for him. You know, and, and But, yeah, the fact that he is recognized by the, the, the nation, the world, you know, players, coach, whatever, he, he is a Hall of Fame member. And – you know, being in the ring of honor, it's it almost seems a little petty right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if see, Charles Haley had to get in a ring of honor to make the Hall of Fame. Charles Haley owes everything, everything to Jerry Jones for doing what he did for him. But Charles Haley is a San Francisco 49er. He had Eddie DeBartolo present him in Canton. Where yeah. Jerry Jones did everything to try and resuscitate Charles Haley's image, you know, which was not great. No. He is a great player. He is a San Francisco 49ers. He played for you, you know. 
It's like a Deion Sanders. He is a great player. He played for you. But if you look at the ring of honor, it really is the homegrown player. Charles Haley, I believe, is the only one that was a player that wasn't drafted or signed by the Cowboys. Am I right about that? I'm just I think so. I, yeah. I don't believe there's anybody else in that ring of honor that wasn't either drafted. I know Drew Pearson was a free agent uh, in that. I don't remember it with Don Perkins and others. That's pre-Jerry. Undrafted but, free agent, but he was still yeah. homegrown. Yeah, homegrown. Yeah, That's Pearson what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, his career was with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And Charles Haley was the very first one to ever be in the ring of honor that was drafted by some other team. I think I'm right about that. But I anyway, think you are. So to me, that's that's the things that, you know, I my fight is, again, the Charles Haley's. And fans, guys, gals, I, I know what Charles Haley did for this organization. I absolutely respect that. And I respect what Jerry Jones did to get him in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, the fights that are about Jimmy Johnson and the fights that are about uh, Harvey Martin, man, those are, those are battles that shouldn't be fights. Those are, those are guys that should be in your ring of honor, which is a very exclusive. Hell, Bobby, we go to some of these stadiums, Buffalo and, you know, and Denver and places like that. They guys, you got guys up on the wall, you're like going – Oh, okay. I'm just an okay player. Oh, okay. But they might have 30 guys up on that wall, you know? That's what makes this Cowboy one so unique. And the fact that 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 Jimmy Johnson and and Charles and uh and uh, Harvey Martin are in the ring of honor, I I'm, I'm 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 as a Cowboy fan for so many years, kind of disappointed in that. One uh one note here for you before we go to the mailbag. It's on a very small technicality, okay? Uh, the Baltimore Colts drafted Don Perkins, but in okay. November in November of 1959, Don Perkins signed a personal services contract with Dallas, and this meant he would play for the Cowboys if and when they received an NFL franchise. So the fact that the Colts drafted him, the Cowboys then got their franchise, and so okay. he essentially reverted. But he back never to he never played for Baltimore, right? Never played for him. He was drafted by them technically, but he, was. he, re- okay. he reverted to the Cowboys because of the contract that he had there. So thanks just for a looking fun, that. No, no, thank, I, I knew I knew there was some questions about. I knew there was a potential question about Don Perkins. I knew that, but just, I just a, know. just some fun trivia though. Uh, so, there you go. So there you go. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.